This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bitliff, and I am joined by my good friend Brian Raphael, Managing Director at Pro CFO Partners. And uh, Brian, we're off uh, to you know a strong 2022. We're off to the good start. We're all starting the new year. And we had our first maybe month of reporting in January. My question for you is, look, I got my P&L. I, I see my revenue statement. That should be enough. I basically have my idea. I, I can check the temperature of this company. Why do I need to be thinking differently? Or should I be thinking differently? Just give me the basics. I'm too busy. I'm too busy for all the nitty gritty and the granular. Just give me what I need. I think you're going to tell me that's probably not the right approach. No, I actually think that is... A- that's the perfect approach. That's what every small business owner should be getting every month, but they're not. Like, what do they need? You know, so, I mean, I, I look at financial reporting um, kind of falling into two buckets. One is like FYI reporting. So you're a business owner. You should know what your revenue is. You should know what your cash is. Is it really actionable? Um, not usually. Um, you know, at some point, maybe if you look at trends, it can, but really it's not actionable. It's for, it's, but it's good. It's just for your information reporting. The, the other kind of reporting, the kind that I think kind of you're alluding to a little bit is more action-oriented reporting. What what should I care about, right? I mean, yeah, I know my revenue is a million dollars in January or whatever, a billion dollars, but like, do I care and why? And so I think, you know, for a lot of, um, you know, finance functions, spitting out the FYI reporting is part of their monthly to-do, um, but it is largely meaningless, I would probably put up for most business owners. There's usually not much action to be taken from it. Um, and you know you can kind of like read the tea leaves a little bit, but but really what what you want from your finance function as a business owner is actionable reporting. And actionable reporting um, lives in the variances between what you actually did and what you should have done. And what you should have done, I would, in most cases, not necessarily your goal or your forecast. It's really you know looking more at kind of industry norms as a starting point. You know. That's fantastic um, advice. I love this idea that it's uh, that in-between space. So should I be generating the sorts of reports where that is face value obvious to me, or should I be relying more on my financial functions, my leaders, my CFO, my whomever controllers to help me understand what this is to say, okay, so here's your numbers. And as you said, eh, but here's what I'm seeing. What's What kind of conversation should I be having every month around these reports? Yeah, I mean that's 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 the perfect question because really the any good finance meeting should have about five minutes of showing reports, and that should lead intuitively to, to a fifty-five minute conversation. It, it should be a conversation starter. And so, like, if I'm looking, you know, for example, I had a professional services company. Um, I'm looking at their first, you know, I I, I start my engagement. I, I look at their financials. I notice their gross margin is thirty percent, and and. In professional services, um, generally speaking, you want to be at around a 50% gross margin. That's how much profit are you making on people because professional services is people and hours that are actually delivering to your clients. And it should be around 50%, meaning if you, Chris Binliff, go you know, and deliver some amazing marketing presentation and charge $10,000, you should be taking home $5,000. That's your gross profit. Uh, and this company had a gross profit of around 30%. So already, wow, there's a big variance there, right? Um What's going on? And then, then you know, as, as a finance leader, you dig in. And I, in this particular instance, it, it, they got a little bit lazy about hiring and staffing, and they just use agencies to staff all their projects. So instead of paying someone, 
um, you know, if you, you know, 60,000 a year to, to be a content writer or editor, they were basically paying almost double that <laughs> to an agency because they had this kind of pass through. So, so really it was, it was, okay, let's start the conversation there. Right. So what does that mean? What can I do about it? I can't just fire all my employees and obviously you don't want to do that, but really that's like, that's the fun part. So finance should really just advise that first five minutes. Hey, your gross margin's really low. It's because you use an agency for all your staffing when you should be directly hiring or directly contracting. And then let's start the, the conversation with leadership. I hear sort of two, um, two really poignant things that you're sharing. And in my experience, I've been in lots of, of meetings where a CFO uh, will sit down with uh, myriad spreadsheets and they will be very nerdy about and very proud of these spreadsheets. And they will want to walk everybody in the room for 45 minutes through the sort of nitty gritty that really it's like they understand the engineering behind this. And it's kind of everybody's glazing over and people are sort of waiting for the, okay, so what? I hear you saying two things. One is business leaders, you need to be prepared to be investigative every month about this stuff, maybe at a really deep level, but maybe a little bit more shallow, but also financial leaders, you have to be able to communicate the important stuff and the highlights and give your guidance and advice. Don't just, I, I feel like, tell me if you agree, there's a natural tendency to sort of be in review mode rather than forward mode. Here's what it means. And here's what I think we should do. Do you, do you think that there is that tension or dissonance and what should companies be doing about it? If so. Yeah, there is that. And I've had it myself when I started my career, I would do just that. And it, like you could hear a pin drop. It felt really flat. There was no conversation. I was reviewing the P&L and the balance sheet and, um, and it just didn't resonate with anybody. And so what I learned this, this is awesome. It was just bad. So, I mean, the thing is you have to provide that info. You can't not show a P&L to an owner or a CEO. So of course you either included it in an appendix or email it as an attachment it's got to be, you know, it's disclosure. It's your fiduciary obligation to provide that. Um, but the finance review should never be about that. It should be like, you know, you should have your own heat map of what issues need to, you know, do we need to discuss this month and why? And you need to have done your pre-work as a finance leader and dug into it, not just your gross margin is low. Like there's no conversation. They're like, okay, well, let's make it higher. You have to dig a little deeper. Why is it low? What's going on? And why are we not hiring directly in this one instance? I said, you know, why are we not um, building a stable of contractors who we can call on directly? And do we need to, in this case, they just needed a studio manager. So they were a bunch of creatives and then no one really had the time to go and source directly contractors or employees. So we had to hire a studio manager and that, you know, $80,000 a year role probably saved the company, you know, half a million dollars, you know? Because that person built relationships and cultivated a stable of contractors that they could call in directly. Um, and when you when you hire someone directly, you know you don't pay that premium you would through through an agency. How do I develop those skill sets, both as a leader and I mean, you talked about what early in your career, what was it? Enough meetings that were <laughs> being landed with a thud where you were like, "Hey, man, I got to figure this out." Or what sort of? Uh, I'm listening to this in both roles. I'm both a finance leader and I'm a business leader. How do I get? better at this part of my business. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. 
Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com uh, I mean, that's a good question. I, I wish I had the answer. For me, it was just a love of kind of doing detective work around numbers and analytics, like digging a little deeper, a little deeper. So I think, you know, I mean, how do you do it? I mean, like the producing the financials should be um, for a finance function, like the beginning of your process to get ready to present to ownership, meaning that Jim Deck, well, the financials for January are done. Let's show them like ownership. Like that's that's a really poor finance function if that's what you're doing. Um, that should be the beginning of your three or four days of detective work and investigative work. And of course, as you work in a company, the longer you do it, the shorter it takes. But um, and that's why finance does need to be such a collaborative function because the answer doesn't doesn't live within accounting or doesn't live within your general ledger. It lives probably with a project manager or the head of sales or somebody else. And that's where like, you know, being a, having a collaborative finance function and building trust within an organization is the only way to succeed. Otherwise, you'll never get that answer. I mean, I only figured out that they hired through agencies because I talked to a few of the project managers and realized that was just what they'd always done, right? Uh, no fault, no harm, no foul, but let's start to change the way we do things. Um, and yeah. I think there's a a valuable, um, and I've heard this from clients of ProCFO Partners. One is this analogy to the detective and how much that's appreciated by business leaders. And two is this idea of um, sort of show me what I don't see. And what if I don't have, the obvious answer here is, well, give us a call. And so, okay. But what if, as I'm listening to this, uh, I'm a small business uh, owner, I don't have a CFO. I have maybe a bookkeeper, but maybe I just get stuff out of QuickBooks every month. And I don't know how to see things the way that you're describing. I might be looking at my margins or something and saying, okay, am I around 40 or 50%? Or maybe I've been at 30 and you just schooled me that I should be at 50. But I don't know how to ask these questions. I just look at the reports and sort of hand them to my accountant. Maybe my whole relationship with this is just off center because as a business owner or entrepreneur, this isn't a skill set of mine. I didn't get in business to read financial reports. I'm really great at you know what, landscaping or managing my team or whatever. What do I do? <laughs> Besides, call ProCFO Partners. Right, right. I start to better have a relationship with my finances beyond just the numbers, but into what they mean. Um, honestly, I'd probably start by just um, googling something like um, "average gross margin for professional services business," or um, you know, one of our clients um, recently is a retailer, and they were wondering, "Hey, how come we're profitable?" but I have no cash. <laughs> and it was simply because there was this gap in between when they ordered their inventory um, to when they actually collected the money for selling. So it's sit on their shelves for 60 to 90 days. Uh, and, and, you know, industry norm for retailers, you have a credit line because you can't fund inventory and potentially receivables that like, you know, that, that three to six month gap between ordering inventory and getting paid for it is unsustainable, right? So even huge successful retailers like Walmart and Target have a ton of debt because they just can't finance all of their, you know, enormous inventory themselves. So what is the industry norm in, in, in this case for a retailer for debt, right? So we've had companies that just didn't have enough. They're under leverage and they're up every night wondering, you know, stressed out, wondering how come they had no money and they could they pay their bills. And 
they just had to reorganize their balance sheet. So it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, thank goodness for Google and the internet. Uh, there actually is a lot of good information out there. I mean, of course, you could always call ProCFO, but listen, go go online and just search for stuff. Pretend you're an accountant and pretend, you know, your business, you're looking at your business from a new perspective. And that is, you're the CFO. Because as a business owner, every business owner out there knows they have to wear a million different hats. Um, you know, from bathroom cleaner to head of HR to head of the, so one day a month, you have to wear, put on your CFO hat and start doing some digging around. It's all, it's, you'd be surprised how good the information is out there. It's, it's really good advice. And I love the sort of uh, empowerment of the DIY sort of attitude as a, as a marketing professional, I have a lot of conversations with small business owners or with executives where one of my points of advice is, you know what, you have other things to do than be on YouTube at midnight, trying to figure out how to <laughs> Build whatever. So you can continue to waste your time on that, or maybe your vision is more valuable to the company than you thinking you're going to put on all these things. So while I appreciate that I asked and you answered, one of the things you just shared with me was get out of the burden of YouTubing and Googling and call somebody who knows what they're doing. I don't want this to be sort of promotional, but what is the benefit? Uh, I could answer this, but share, share it from your perspective. When I just what you've shared today is like, well, that, I had never thought of that or never thought of that or never thought of that as a business owner. What is the benefit beyond relief of having somebody like yourself who can come in and see things in a way I'm not capable of seeing to help my business do something it's never done before? Yeah. Well, I mean, first I'll say this, you know, first, the first thing I do as a business owner is is, you know, yeah, you can Google. You can also ask your CPA or your, someone's probably doing your book. So start asking them these questions. Why am I, why is my cat? And, and, and see if you get the answers, you know, that are actionable and helpful, right? And if they are, then like end of story, right? Then you're done. Um, you've hopefully found a bit of a partner, you know, um, in your bookkeeper or CPA. Now, in, in my experience, most people in that role can't always answer those questions. Um, and in that case, you know, I mean, like, listen, our, our, the benefit, obviously, high, highly biased, right? Um, as a as a managing director, of pro CFO, but but the benefit of having a part time CFO for a business owner is really having a partner, right? So we're the one who wears that hat, and it could be one day a month or one day a week, but we are a partner. We are, um, you know, we're we're not a consultant. We're not, you know, we're we're there with a real point of view. Um, we have an opinion, um, and we it, it, it's a real give and take. It's not just. We're going to help you do a better PL or do better reporting or get a loan. Uh, we're really going to um, be a true business partner and, and ask sometimes difficult questions and provide difficult advice. Um, you know, as every small business owner knows, like a lot of decisions are really hard to make uh, and execution is tough. Um, but to have a partner who can think operationally and also at a very high level, like not just the gross margin is low, but we dug into it and here's why, and here's like three possible solutions, um, which are all going to be tricky, but we can start working towards it. Um, you know, that's kind of, I guess, the benefit. Advice, a partner with a point of view. I love that, you know, if I can get that from my existing sort of network, my CPA or whatever, it's that point of view that I think is, and that's a skill set. I, I have found not everybody's capable of that. Some people are saying, well, here's what the numbers mean but help me understand what to do. Oh, well, that's not a sweet spot for me. And I love that you're sharing um, that that's sort of a core value of ProCFO Partners is this point of view. I think you have to be opinionated to be great at your job in this space. And if I can put that to work for me as a business leader, uh, 
I can offload so much stress or concern or unfamiliarity to that partner who can, who can bring it to life for me. That's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at, um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I, I, I look at the financial statements as a starting point and our job, I almost look at like a heat map, like, yeah, here's everything. Um, but here's what you should care about. The one or two things you should care about. Here's why, and here's what we should do about it. Um, that's really at the end of the day, our role. Brian Raphael, Managing Director of ProSeople Partners. Always great to have you. Always great to have a conversation. Thanks so much for sharing really good practical sort of tactical advice for the small business leader out there. Um, looking forward to having you back next time. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.